Talk Live. I'm your host, Jeff Deverter. Now here at Cloud Talk, we strive to help decode the ever-changing world of technology to help you apply it to your business so that hopefully you'll have one more tool in your arsenal to help you improve your business and those around you. Now this recording is from our Cloud Talk Live event, which happens almost every Tuesday and Thursday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time on the Rackspace LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter accounts. Be sure to come and watch us there and join the conversation live with us in real time. Your participation helps drive the conversation. Now, let's get on with today's show. Hey, everybody. Good morning and welcome back to Cloud Talk Live. My name is Jeff Reverter. I'm the Chief Technology Evangelist here at Rackspace Technology, here to bring you another amazing morning. You're going to love my guest today, Karen O'Reilly-Smith. Uh, before we get into that, of course, introduce yourselves. I want to know who you are. I want to know where you are. It makes it so much more fun when I see especially recurring folks coming back, all the first-timers that will be here. And if you want to get a hold of us over here at Cloud Talk Live, it's as easy as sending an email. That's right. We live in the 80s. Email. Send me an email at solve at rackspace.com. Uh, we are working on a way for you to text that uh, with a nifty little service. But hopefully come out soon. But uh, in the meantime, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email at solve at rackspace.com. It's always fun when uh, I hear from you. Hey, look, people are already coming in. This is just great. Um, I can't see your names because i got to push a button here. So, there we go. Uh, all right. So this morning, we're going to do the usual stuff. We are going to head into uh, what's new uh, news from the cloud. We're going to talk about uh, what the clouds have released. And then also, hey, Michael, Michael, you're a regular now. Glad you're here. And then uh, my guest, Karen O'Reilly-Smith. You're going to love hearing uh, from her. She is the Rackspace uh, Chief Information Security Officer. And uh, and I couldn't be more excited to have her here with us today. Hang on. I got to get this window moved over. All right. This will make life a whole heck of a lot easier. All right. Well, let's move on. And uh, uh, folks, if you are not already subscribed, I'd love for you to, to subscribe to the Cloud Talk podcast. Uh, the audio from all of these lives shows up there as well as some great content. Hey, Sean, glad that you are here. And um, uh, and also, if you go over to Rackspace.com slash solve slash 98. That's right. This is episode 98, almost to our magical 100th episode. That happens next week. Uh, Tim is watching from a plane. Tim, where are you going? I don't even know Tim, but he's on a plane, and I think that's cool. So uh, all of the uh, things that you're going to hear today, you're going to be able to find over on that website, this Rackspace.com slash solve slash 98. And as always, folks, uh, there's nothing to, for us to sell you there but information and goodwill. Um, the, if you want to get sold to, just go to Rackspace.com. I'm sure a pop-up will pop up asking you some nifty questions, but you're safe on the Solve website. That's right. As you know, we have a worldwide audience here from Turkey to India to all around the U.S., London. Uh, we had folks in from some crazy places last week, but uh, of course, we stand in unity with our, our, our good friends over in the Ukraine. Terrible what's going on there. And again, another pitch for the tool that we use to uh, come to you live every every week, and that is Restream.io, a Ukrainian-based company. Didn't know that until all this stuff popped up. So 
I hope all is well, and I hope a speedy end to it. Now, as part of the terribleness that's going on, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency here in the U.S. has issued a Shields Up warning. Now, that Shields Up warning is uh, is an awareness uh, moniker. Now, over on the website, um, cisa.org slash Shields Up, you, you can find uh, all the information of what to do to be prepared. So I'd encourage you all to go over. Hey, Natalie Silva's here. Natalie was our guest on Tuesday. Glad you're here. Now, if you break down their main sections inside of the Shields Up, it comes down to really quite simple stuff. How do you reduce the likelihood of a damaging cyber intrusion? How do you take steps to quickly detect any potential intrusion? Uh, ensure that your organization is prepared to respond if an intrusion occurs. And then how do you maximize your organization's resiliency? So um, actually, guys, we are working on a panel, a panel of security experts that Karen O'Reilly Smith, Rackspace CISO, is going to be a part of on Monday, probably at 1030. But watch your LinkedIn's and Twitter's for confirmation of that. We're bringing a cross-functional panel, uh, security experts across many different uh, industries, as well as organizations who are going to come in and talk about this. So plan on that for Monday. Now we just have to pull it together. All right, everyone, let's move on to uh, to This Week in Cloud. How is the cloud making the news? Well, it all starts with an article uh, that I found, and it was uh, Cloud Security in 2022, a business guide to essential tools and best practices. Now, let's be transparent. Uh, there's nothing earth shattering in this article. But there is excellent, excellent information. I'll encourage you to go over and to check that out. You can find it, of course, at rackspace.com slash solve slash 98. This is episode 98, and you'll find a link to this article. Even if you think your organization or you personally have your security act together, you can't read enough of this stuff. And again, it's sort of basic. Uh, but if you remember some of the articles we talked about, especially at the beginning of this year, there is no reason that any organization should be infiltrated. It's the basic stuff that always gets people um, that burns you. So go check that out. Also, uh, lightning in a jar, friends. And that's uh, what this new article from the uh, New Tech Forum. Actually, it's an InfoWorld article. And it's uh, Building and Running Microservices at Scale, a CTO's View. This is a great article. It was actually written by a guy named Marty uh, Broadbeck. Marty is a CTO over at uh, Priceline, I believe. He's worked in a ton of different organizations. And it's all about how to and the benefits of adopting a microservices uh, architecture organization-wide. All right. So you can find that, you know, you can find that rackspace.com slash solve. But with that, or slash 98, let's, let's get into the cloud releases, folks. AWS. This is a fun one. Uh, they are announcing the launch of their 2022 AWS Deep Racer League virtual circuit. So if you're into coding and you're into competition and racing, uh, join in on this one. Uh, you can find a link to the information over on the site. I keep saying over and over, but starting, well, just a few days ago, March 1st, developers from around the globe compete for prizes up to $20,000 and a trip to, to Las Vegas and glory in the 2022 AWS Deep Racer. So guys, go go check that out. That's a fun one. Not necessarily a release, but a new happening over at AWS. Now, in the Azure front, there's a new preview feature, and that's enhancements to the Azure Form Recognizer for Azure Applied AI Services. And it is, as the name implies, a better way to, to recognize a form and break those form down into programmable elements. 
Um, really neat stuff. So go check that out from Azure. And then over in Google, while we talk about all things security, there's Security Command Center, and that's the hub of all things security inside of GCP. Uh, you can now aut- configure automatic exports of your logs, basically, and all the findings into a BigQuery data set. seems like BigQuery is eating the world these days, doesn't it? Uh, but it's a pretty amazing tool. So um, so go check that out. Now, uh, job of the day. In fact, um, well, that's going to get to job of the day. You can find all of this stuff over at rackspace.com slash solve slash 98. This is episode 98. Now we get into job of the day, and this should probably make Karen quite happy because I brought the one back from Tuesday because it's an important job, and that's application security engineer three. Um, uh, some, one of the folks who's been on here a couple of times, Brandon, who works on Karen's team, sent this over. And in this role, you have the opportunity to lead Rackspace's application security program by developing and coordinating strategic projects and initiatives, obviously all geared towards keeping customers safe. This is a really cool opportunity. Head over to the website, I keep saying, and you'll find the opportunity to click in and read more about that job, even apply for it if security is your thing. All right, so go check that out, slash 98. So reminder, all of these uh, live, the audio from all these lives can be found over at cloudtalk.com. Uh, or a Cloud Talk podcast, and uh, you can subscribe to that anywhere you find it. Be like Sean Gardner, who subscribes and strangely listens to every episode. Sean's a great guy. All right, guys, let's get into cloud discussion. I've kept talking about Karen O'Reilly-Smith. She is a great technologist and security professional. Uh, She is Rackspace's Chief Information Security Officer. And in this month where we are celebrating Women's History Month uh, and have dedicated all of our Cloud Talk Lives to women in tech, it is my great, great pleasure to get to bring up to stage uh, 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 Karen. Karen, welcome to the program. I'm so glad you're here again. Well, thanks, Jeff. Pleasure to be here and talk with you again. Oh, this is so much fun. Hey, I'm going to turn something off here. There's, I haven't been able to see all the chat. Let's look at where everybody's coming in from. Of course, we got Natalie Silva here again. Georgina Martinez is here, uh, which is super fun. Um, uh, Tim uh, Hennessy from The Plane. That's right. Warm greetings from Mexico. Love that one. Hey, look, we have a new, uh, somebody's going to be a new racker. Uh, Ashley, so glad that you are uh, are here. You start on the 14th from Charleston, South Carolina. Glad you'll be joining the team. Maybe you'll be on the program someday. Who knows? Uh, of course, we got Sean's here. All kinds of people. Everyone, continue to introduce yourselves. This is a conversation, especially as Karen. We start to visit some. If anyone has a question for uh, for you, um, but Karen, maybe uh, let's let's uh, start at the top of the uh, of it. What does a CISO do at, at, at any technology company, but especially here at Rackspace? Sure. So job of a CISO is really to protect the assets, data, and the people of an organization. Um, so the day, I mean, my day changes from hour to hour. You know, <laughs> think about it. I go from, you know, looking at R&D projects that the security team's working on to a security event, to what's going on, to the customer questions that we get through the SOC, through compliance and audits. Um, so the day keeps you hopping. Um, <laughs> but your job is to really look internally and externally at the company to protect it. Very good. Very good. So I have to ask the question, you know, as uh, as you were young, Karen, and you were going through grade school and you thought, you know, I would really love to be a CISO someday. Or was, was, was technology and security kind of forefront or I'd love to know the trajectory of how you ended up where you are today. Uh, no, I actually wanted to be a teacher. 
um, <laughs> growing up. I, I thought that would be fun to inspire, you know, young people um, in their careers. And you kind of do that when you become a leader. Mm. Um, but no, I ended up, um, I actually studied political science, believe it or not. Mm. I wanted to work for the United States government. See how wow. that worked out so well. And started a career, you know, working part time for a company and mm-hmm. did really well and, you know, started in the business and moved up, got into the technology area and um, kind of worked myself out of a role. And my boss and her boss came to me one day and said, you know, we have a role that we'd like you to take just on a temporary basis until we find the permanent. Oh, you always got to watch out when somebody tells you a temporary basis. I know, or there's an opportunity. Yes, and right. so I went into the role for six months, um, chief security officer, and just loved it. I mean, it oh, wow. was, I thought, this is the career I've been looking for. Um, it just has all the aspects of what I like. You know, it's a very evolving role. It yep. changes. I've been in it for 22 years now. And I can tell you the role today is nothing like it was 22 years ago. Really? Um, okay. So, so compare compare that a little bit. How How is that so different? And Ashley, oh, did yeah, has a similar ago, Yeah, years ago, Jeff, I mean, security was embedded in technology. I mean, it was embedded in the organization. It was like one of those afterthought, you know, um, you know, people would go, oh, yeah, and I got to do security before I install this this tool. Um, And now it's become it's a major player in any organization. It's well respected in the organization. It has the ears of the board, the ELT. So it's great to be in the position today. And also, I mean, it's also the, the roles involved. I mean, it used to be, you know, we were dealing with young people who first got a computer or we were dealing with kind of mom and pops, you know, kind of like testing the grounds of a company. Now we're looking at major states. This is big business now. And so it's really interesting um, to see how the roles evolve. But um, if you like something that changes and evolves on a regular basis, this is the role. (laughs) That's the place to be. Hey, look at one of these uh, LinkedIn users. Unfortunately, we don't have the name. IBM Wells, Barclay, Barclay Citibank. I suspect Karen has forgotten more about InfoSec than most C-level execs will ever. <laughs> and yes, we are extraordinarily lucky to have you. Look, people are snooping around your LinkedIn profile. That's great. It is great. So, so you know, when we think about security back when you started, I mean, it was one of those, hey, it was the office. It was one of the gates that an application developer needed to go through mm-hmm. when when taking, you know, their their new project out to, to their, their business. And you're right. It is one of these things that now is so fully embedded. Um how about some strategies of how you've helped? I mean, you, you've had that same challenge that every other one has. How do you get, I hate to say it this way, how do you get the developers to trust the security team? Uh, you know, I, I think you build up that relationship. You know, when you first come into an organization, somebody asked me the other day is when you first come into a group like a rack space, what do you do? And I said, you start at the beginning. You know, you take a look at the program that's in place today. And I took, I took a look at the maturity. I looked at the mission. I looked at, you know, their their metrics. What are they metricing? Um, Then I went in and I talked to the team members of the team, the peers, which are a lot of those developers out there, um, and also the partners. And I tell everyone, listen, listen, listen. And I know (laughs) that's hard for someone like me that loves to talk, um, but you have to listen. You got to know where the program is in order to know where it's going. And I think by doing that, you're building up that trust in the organization. And it comes to the point where if you're going to introduce something new, don't just introduce it. Go talk to your peers. Go talk to your partners. Tell them why we're doing this. You've got to build up trust and respect in the company so that when, for instance, an incident does happen and you need to say, look, I need you to patch this now, Mm -hmm. they trust you enough to know that you're telling them the right thing. 
Right. Right. Um, so I, I love words you're using, get building trust. I love, you know, mm-hmm. you talk about listening, you talk about all, all of that. I mean, it ultimately goes back to just human behavior type stuff. How do you get somebody to, 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 to draw you in and make you part of the team? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, it can be really challenging to get, uh, in a lot of cases, you know, developers, a lot of kinds, I mean, they they can be, a, they can be a twitchy bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, I love my developers, by the way. Uh, so, uh, just just to be clear, but but when we think about the role of of you know we're we're, we're focusing on women in tech and and uh, one of the things I'm interested in, Karen, is you come into this, you know, we mentioned I mentioned this earlier that technology tends to be a male dominated uh, industry. It's changing, thank goodness. Um, but when I think about security, I really feel like security is even more can be even more so. Um, what has been your experience in these different roles that you've had over time? Um, just, just, you know, as, as a woman who is incredibly brilliant and smart and so much to contribute, has it, has it always been easy? You know, I, unfortunately, I probably have a very different story than some women. I've been lucky. I have been so lucky. Um, I've never felt that I was put down because I was a woman, mm. that I wasn't respected, you know, I, and it could be personality, um, yeah. you know, but when I come to that executive table, I mean, I have a right to speak my mind. I mean, I'm there because of what I've learned. I'm there because of my experiences. And I tell every woman that comes into that role, you know, when they get to that table and they're sitting at that executive table, don't be shy. You've earned that place at that table. Talk like you have. Um, And and I think just knowing, you know, when I've come into meetings and the executive table is all gentlemen, um, I have Mm. always felt respected. I've never felt put down for it. Um, Maybe it's the companies I worked for. Maybe Mm. it's the people I've worked for. um, Or it's just my presence. Um, But I've never felt that I was discounted um, because of, you know, being a woman. So, uh, like I said, very fortunate. Extraordinarily fortunate. So, mm-hmm. you know, either, again, you attribute some of it to luck, getting the right places. Maybe you really just did the right, you know, due diligence mm-hmm. and, and went into an organization that really valued diversity in, in, in personnel and, well, maybe just hired for skill and talent and personality. And that's the right way to go, right? Should we even see, here's a question, should we even necessarily, when we get to this level, see gender or should we really just be looking at, at the ability to contribute and the, the way that we work together as teams? That's absolutely right. I mean, a lot of people will say to me, you know, I- I'm a woman. How should I network in the company? It's the same for a male. I mean, we yes. should all network the same way. Right. You know, how do I advance in my career? It's the same way, whether you're female or male. Um, and I do think, Jeff, sometimes we shouldn't look at some of that when we're looking um, in the role or we're looking at that executive table. It shouldn't matter. You know, it should matter. What do you bring to the table? Yeah. All right. So let's talk a little bit to um, to folks who maybe are a little younger in their career. So this is one of the areas where these conversations have gone the past few times. And that is I've had I've gotten messages from folks who we've seen it in the chat where, hey, I want to show this to my teenage daughter. STEM really is something that uh, that that is a great career where women are fully accepted and have amazing opportunity. So let's talk to to those those teenage or even preteen mm-hmm. you know, young women. Uh, about the opportunities here. What excites you about a career in technology, especially of having a very successful career in technology? The thing that excites me the most is um, I love cybersecurity. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people that like that ever-changing agile position. Um, I like to move on a dime. I like coming into the day um, and having a 
a guideline of what I'm going to do and then have it knocked off its axle because of, you know, an incident that pops up or a security right. issue over here. Um, I like being in a role where my hair's on fire all day long. Um, that excites me. I mean, I've been doing this for 22 years and I can tell you, Jeff, I have passion today on the role that I did 22 years ago. So when you find that passion, I tell my daughter, she's just starting off in her professional career now. Um, and one of the things I tell her is, you know, my mother gave me the advice when I was starting it. And I said, she always said to me, find a role that you love. If you yeah. don't love it, leave and do something else. You have to do it for eight to 10 hours a day. You better love what you do. And you better really like, it. yeah. Yeah. You know, I was uh, I was doing some prep work for a podcast I recorded the other day with our, our new CTO. Um, and uh, and he had just recently posted uh, a link to the Steve Jobs 2005 Stanford uh, commencement address that he gave. Mm -hmm. And and I had never listened to it, but I know it's legend. So I, I, I listened and I was half listening, transparency. But then I kept drawing back in and now I'm taking notes through through everything. And, and he, that was absolutely one of the things that he called out. And he says, if you don't love and aren't passionate about what you do, Mm -hmm. And um, then you really need to find something that you are. And he says, if you wake up, if you were to wake up every morning and think to yourself and, and think, this is the last day I'm going to be alive. Am I going to, am I excited about doing what I'm going to do as that last mm -hmm. day? And so if that answer is no, too many days in a row, it might be time for a change. <laughs> hey, uh, there's an interesting question uh, from uh, Laura. Let's, let's, let's take a look at that. It says, Karen, uh, what has been your main challenge that you've faced in your career? You know, I think one of the, the main challenges, and I'll go back to the advice I was given by my mom. And one of the things she always told me when I was climbing the ladder, I was very fortunate to have her for so long in my life. And one of the things she told me, because everyone's aggressive in their career, you know, you want to get, you get in your role, you know what you want to do, and you want that corner office. Um, yeah. And my mom always said, remember, enjoy the journey along the way. And she's right. And I, I tell a lot of young people about that. And I think the challenge is to get you to slow down a little bit. Right. I, I tell, you know, people coming up in their career today, sometimes it's not a straight shot to that corner office. Sometimes no. you got to take a little side journeys along the way, learn along. But if you're, if you're aggressive and you're assertive and you want to get that corner office, I think the challenge is to slow down you know, really enjoy, um, take the opportunities to learn. Maybe your career is one thing, um, but there's some other opportunities along the way that you get the opportunity to learn. Um, take those opportunities. You're going to mm -hmm. find, you know, it's either creative, you know, um, opportunity somebody gives you or somebody wants to put you on a special project or you think, boy, you know, here I am computer and I really probably should learn some finance. Um, <laughs> you know, take that opportunity to go sideways for a while. Trust me, the corner office is still going to be there when you get there. It's but not I going anywhere. The and you'll be much more prepared once you're, once you're in that seat. Exactly. I think the challenge is just to slow down and enjoy the journey. Oh, that is, it's such great advice. And that's advice. It's a, that's a hard pill for me to swallow. I'm one of these guys that's like, focus, go do the thing. But, uh, you know, I, I was talking to, um, to some folks the other day and we were, we were talking about, in a sense, this, this very thing. And, uh, and when you think back on the journey, you know, if I were to say, you know, if I were to say, tell me what was going on in 2012 with you. And my guess is, you know, a company name is probably going to be there first, but the next thing that's going to pop to mind, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, are the people that mm -hmm. you were doing that with, because that's where that journey is. Granted, we learn and we get smarter, but it's those personal relationships that really mark those periods in our life. 
Absolutely it is. I mean, I remember all the teams that I, you know, led, I've been a part of, um, and it's the people. I mean, and that's one thing, even when I've changed positions from one company to another, you know, I went after the next challenge or the next, you know, opportunity for myself and my career, but it's leaving the people and the teams. That's kind of the hardest. And so I tell people when people say, well, how do I build a network? That's where you start. Start on your teams. So if you do move forward or you do take another role in the company, you know, still connect with those people that you worked with because it's important to keep that network going. It really is. And it's what makes the day, the job, the the life, because again, we're spending more time in our in our in our jobs than we are necessarily at home in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. It's what gives it I don't want to call it value, but it's what gives it color. It's what gives it depth. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are people, you know, I've been running around Rackspace since 2008, and there are still some folks who I worked with back in those early years that are still here at Rackspace. And there is, you know, there's some funny moments. There's embarrassing moments. And when I see those folks in the halls, we'll still go, remember, remember the yeah. Apple incident? Uh, it, it was just yeah, it's it's what what creates such great value. So I love the advice to slow down and to enjoy mm-hmm. the ride. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So Karen, um, you know, as we, we now let's, 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 let's change the topic to maybe a little bit more security focused. So um, let's talk about what's, what's happening and the, the increased cyber activity that's happening because of what's happening in Ukraine. What are some of the things that you're seeing or advice that you have for individuals as well as organizations? Yeah, I think it goes back to, and you talked about the new, you know, regulation that came out from Homeland Security and basically it's cyber hygiene. Mm-hmm. It's something that we should always be doing. You know, it's making sure we have MFA. It's making sure we're patching on a regular basis. But I think special focus needs to be if you're in the financial institutions, um, special focus should be put there a little bit more strength there right now, yeah. um, even if infrastructure companies, um, so oil companies, electrical companies, definitely be more aware. But even technology companies like Rackspace, I mean, we have a lot of customers that are in those lines of business. Um, so it's partnering with them. It's reaching out to them. It's communicating with them to say, look, Rackspace has got your back on this. Yeah. Um, that's what we need to do more of. And I think it's reaching across industries um, and sharing that information with one another. That's really where, you know, we get those economies of scale. It's where we learn from each other. Um, and that's what we're trying to do at Rackspace right now. Well, one of the things I really like about the CISA advice and in the Shields Up stuff, and we'll talk about this more on Monday, 1030 Central Time. Uh, is uh, is not just hey go and patch and go and build the wall and and hey make sure things are secure, but also with the eyes wide open of you know sometimes you just miss some stuff. So mm-hmm. you know what is the remediation plan? What is the recovery plan? Having having not just a, a piece of paper or a word document that has it all listed, but is tested. I mean we talk about that a lot. How do you run these sorts of of example? Um, uh, situations. In fact, we did a whole episode on that whole, you know, how do how do we do um, tabletop exercises? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a great way to test your plan. Maybe you can you can talk briefly about about those tabletop exercises. So uh, maybe uh, Karen, t- uh, what is a tabletop exercise and how do you use that to test your plan? Sure. So a tabletop exercise is a scenario that we create. Um, the security team gets together and figures, ooh, let's go out and you know really get a good one here. Um, and we'll create a scenario and it's on paper. And what we do is we gather the expert minds in the company, um, put them around a table, literally, um, <laughs> and we walk through. 
Uh, so we'll say, okay, this is what just occurred. You know, we just got this alert. What happens next? And then someone will go in and jump in and say, this is what I would do. And then we say, okay, that you've handled that alert. Now you've handed it off. Who do you hand it off to? And you walk it through to its till it's finished. Right. And what you do is you learn about, you know, are, are there lessons learned that maybe our playbooks aren't up to speed? Maybe we handed it off too soon. Mm. Maybe who we handed it off to, that person gets it in the tabletop exercise and goes, not, I wouldn't really be the right person to hand it off to. It really would be this group. So you're right. learning those things as you go. You're trying to be proactive. So if that situation does occur, we can handle it a lot better. Yeah. And it helps you go into those situations, eyes wide open. You know, mm-hmm. the fact that you test how you're going to do some of that stuff, which is awesome. Hey, uh, Mitch has a, uh, a good question. Mitch Lasky over there. So Mitch asked the question, he says, um, uh, Karen, uh, where was it? What's next in your career? What, you know, not where we're trying to kick you out of rack space, but how do you, what, what, what's excites you? What's, what's the future look like? What's next? I still have a lot of work to do at rack space. Um, <laughs> love rack space. Um, I am definitely, you know, a definite racker. Um, love the fanatical experience and the team members. Um, next in my career, you know, I still have a few more years as a CISO. Um, I think CISOs, when they get more towards the end of their career, um, they look at opportunities maybe going to a risk head of risk in a company, uh, mm-hmm. CIO in a company. Um, a lot of them go to board members or advisories. Um, so it's always something to look at, but I'm not ready yet. Uh, well, we're <laughs> not ready for you to go anywhere. So I'm not ready to you know, look for that next position. I'm loving what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Well, folks, you know that uh, as part of Cloud Talk, this is a thought leadership program we have here at Rackspace. And the intent is to not sell you anything, but great information that is 100% free, except for one thing that I do like to sell. And that is the opportunity to come and work with us. We are always looking for great, passionate people. Guys, Karen O'Reilly Smith, she is the CISO of Rackspace. She is one of the most personal people you could walk up to and have a conversation with. And uh, and so this is a, and she's a great example of what all of the leadership is like here at Rackspace. Mm-hmm. So um, if you want an opportunity, you know, there's a job open on the security team. We talked about it earlier. Just head over to rackspace.com slash solve slash 88, no, 98, 98. And you can, you can click and, and join Karen's team because that job is on Karen's team. Mm-hmm. All right, Karen, we have reached uh, kind of, I think, the end of our time here. We're getting to the top of the hour. You've got meetings. I've got meetings. The rest of the world has meetings. So thank you so much for being a part of this today. Um, this has been a, a wonderful conversation. And uh, and guys, Karen is going to be on that panel on Monday. We're not usually live on Monday. We're bringing uh, a cross-functional, cross-domain, cross-company uh, panel of security experts to talk about Shields Up in great depth. So Karen, thank you for being here today. Oh, thanks, Jeff. Anytime. <laughs> uh, great. Okay. So um, coming up in our Women in Tech uh, series on Tuesday, let's push Let's push this button right there. There we go. Uh, we have the the uh, the wonderful Michelle Peterson, who is a vice president here at Rackspace and chief of staff to the CEO. And uh, she's going to share with us uh, as well. On Tuesday, that's at 8.30 Central Time. You, of course, can find all of this information over at rackspace.com slash solve slash 98. And tomorrow, a new podcast episode drops in the feed. So if you're not already subscribed, please do. It's called The New Corporate Citizen, uh, an interview with Kara Nichols. Kara is a longtime racker, was. She's moved on to other things now, but wrote an amazing book about corporate philanthropy. And uh, it's a great episode. So subscribe now so it'll be in your feed tomorrow. 
All right, everyone. Thank you so much for being a part of today. We are back on Monday for the security panel and then Tuesday with Michelle. So everyone have a great rest of your day. Karen, thanks again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cloud Talk Live. Now here at Cloud Talk, we strive to help decode the ever-changing world of technology to help you apply it to your business so that hopefully you'll have one more tool in your arsenal to help improve your business and those around you. Now, this was a live event, which happens almost every Tuesday and Thursday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time on the Rackspace LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter accounts. Be sure to watch us there and join the conversation live with us. Now, if you haven't already subscribed, I'd encourage you to do so and maybe even give us one of those five-star reviews. These episodes can be found anywhere podcasts are found. Until next time, I'm Jeff DeVerter for Cloud Talk and Cloud Talk Live.